So today is the 29th of April, 2022. We chant the evening chanting, cultivating the recollection of the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. And this is a refuge for our hearts, it is our object of recollection that we incline the mind towards. Our mind has this faith, this belief in the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. And from this can arise rapture and peace of heart, samadhi. This rapture is a fullness of heart, a joyfulness of heart. And this joyfulness and rapture can arise based on the four positive worldly dhammas of pleasure, gain, praise, and uh, fame. And so this is related to the loka dhammas, the worldly dhammas, and this gives us a type of happiness in our hearts. Then we have the rapture that comes from samadhi, and this is not related to the worldly dhammas, this is related to merit, to goodness. So we do this merit, such as generosity, uh, giving and sacrifice, whether a little or a lot. Even just giving alms one time can give rise to this fullness and happiness of heart, can give rise to rapture. And this is a lot of merit right there. We can even look to the example of the noble ones, the Arya Pugalas, uh, stream enterers, such as Anattapindaka. When he first heard the word Buddha, this great rapture arose in his heart, this very strong rapture that lasted all night, such that he couldn't sleep. And he really wanted to go see the Buddha to listen to the Dhamma we see that he already had cultivated a lot of merit already. And this rapture manifests in various ways. It can manifest as uh, thrills uh, throughout the body, waves of rapture, the hair is standing on end, tears flowing from the eyes, the body feeling very light, the body feeling very small or big or tall. These are various symptoms or types of rapture. The body may feel so light, or we may feel we have no body at all. And this rapture can be considered to have five types. It can arise from listening to Dhamma, from understanding Dhamma. These can all give rise to rapture, this happiness and joy in the heart. So we have mindfulness, we recollect the body, or feeling tone, or the mind, or dhammas. And in the four postures of sitting, standing, walking, and lying down, we have mindfulness and clear comprehension, sampajanya. We practice to have mindfulness continuously, to have our samadhi well established. This can give rise to rapture. This rapture is an aspect of samadhi. In terms of the jhanic factors, we have applied thought, sustained thought, rapture, happiness, and one-pointedness. And upajara samadhi has these same five factors. 
and kanaka samadhi, momentary samadhi, has rapture as well. This upajara samadhi, or neighborhood samadhi, is close to peacefulness. Then there's apana samadhi, uh, access concentration. This can give rise to rapture as well. To all the five factors of applied thought, sustained thought, rapture, happiness, and one-pointedness. So this is all to do with samadhi. So we practice this until we're proficient in it, until we're skilled. And then this gives rise to the rapture from jhana. We understand that this rapture, this samadhi, is able to control or suppress the kilesas of greed, aversion, and delusion. When we have rapture, greed, aversion, and delusion can't arise. And this is related to samadhi, within the realm of samadhi. And when we have a lot of rapture, the rapture is strong, then we have a lot of energy and strength. But on this point we have to be careful, because the mind can be lost in it. We may understand or think that we've realized the paths or fruits of Nibbana. And if we cling in this way, this is called the vipassana nukilesa, the hindrances or obstructions to insight. This is a wrong view. We have rapture and we think it's seeing the Dhamma. And when we think this way, then it stops us from actually seeing the Dhamma. So we have to be careful. But rapture is something that we need in our practice. So we cultivate rapture, and rapture cares for our mind, this fullness and happiness of mind. So we build this as a type of merit. It's something that we do in our Dhamma practice. And again, rapture can arise with regard to the worldly Dhammas, but this is related to Kilesa. And so this rapture has strength and energy that comes with it. In the beginning it may just be a little bit of rapture, but we cultivate it step by step, a little bit at a time. Then one day it can give rise to Dhamma understanding. This rapture arises and then we contemplate and see all the things in this world as impermanent, suffering and not self. This knowing arises, we have this rapture and fullness of heart. And this can happen for many days in a row. When it happens like this, then we see that our Dhamma practice have, has borne fruit. We have a true happiness in the heart. When we compare it to the happiness that we've known from the past, the happiness from sights and sounds, tastes and touch, uh, smells and mind objects, the things that we like and want, we see that this is a happiness that's uncertain, it's unsure, it's a cause for suffering to arise. So we see this and we see the truth of this Dhamma and we feel a great refreshing feeling in the heart. We have this feeling that even if we could become the owner of everything in the world, we could possess all the wealth and everything in the world, we wouldn't want that because we have this knowledge and understanding that we've seen that everything arises and ceases, that all the things of the world are constantly degrading, 
and passing away. We see that that which is considered beautiful is not beautiful, that the sankharas, the conditioned formations, these bodies are the home of disease, that it's something that's scary. And so we set our minds to have upeka, to have equanimity. And this is the vipassana the ninth vipassana the ninth insight knowledge. Even if we, it's not something we've studied before, we haven't studied the insight knowledges, but we see it in our own hearts, we see it for ourselves. And when we see this, we don't want anything in the world. So we practice Dhamma, and rapture arises uh, deeper and deeper to the point of the bojanga of rapture, the awakening factor of rapture. We have mindfulness, the investigation of dhammas. And this dhamma vijaya, dhamma investigation, is the wisdom aspect in the bojangas. It's also <clears throat> in the four powers of chanda, virya, jitta, and vimangsa. This vimangsa is the wisdom element. This is the mind that contemplates continuously all the time, has effort. And in the four powers we also have effort. We have this uh, pleasure and happiness and liking of the Dhamma practice. So this is within the 37 wings to awakening, which are 37 Dhammas that lead to awakening. And in terms of the the bojangas, they start with mindfulness, and then dhamma investigation, which again is the wisdom aspect. And then it comes to pass that rapture arises in the mind through this cultivation of mindfulness, or with mindfulness cultivation. We contemplate the body as composed of earth, air, fire, and water, or as just earth element then we see that these elements are always degrading. This gives rise to rapture. <coughs> we see the body as something not beautiful. It's uh, something covered over with skin. We see that, that it's filled with things that are not beautiful and just covered with skin. We see the body in this way. And seeing in this way, then we have rapture and fullness to a great degree in our hearts. So this is within the realm of the bojangas, of the Dhamma investigation. We see clearly the mind is equanimous, the mind is gathered in samadhi. We have mindfulness, we have effort in our Dhamma practice. And this, these seven bojangas, this is walking the path of sila, samadhi, and panya virtue, collectedness, and wisdom. Samadhi arises, rapture arises, and all these awakening factors, they all gather together. They all gather together as one. But when the Buddha taught, the Buddha had such great wisdom that he was able to distinguish and separate out these various Dhamma qualities, and separate out the Bojangas into seven different ones and the four powers, the five 
the five faculties, the five powers, the seven bojangas, the noble eightfold path, and all the thirty-seven wings to awakening, the Buddha was able to teach as separate qualities. But they all gather together to lead to the realization of Dhamma, to awakening. And this, rapture, this quality of rapture is separated out. And this rapture rises and we understand the Dhamma. We have fullness of heart. And it can happen for a long time, this rapture, for a whole month long or a whole year long, this fullness, contentedness of heart, this samadhi. And we use it to contemplate, to see clearly. And then this gives rise to even more fullness of heart. But we don't need to know a lot. We don't need to have a lot of knowledge about this. We just know that it's the way to seeing the Dhamma. It's the way that we walk, the way that we practice. So may you have effort in this, may you have perseverance, and try to train your mind in this way, to do it a lot. And then we sit in meditation, gives rise to momentary collectedness, then upajara, samadhi. Then we exit from that samadhi and we contemplate the body as composed of earth, air, fire, and water. We contemplate the body as empty. Then this gives rise to rapture and happiness and samadhi. And we, the samadhi we develop, and then in the end the mind gathers at one point. This rapture arises clearly. The mind is one-pointed and still has equanimity, has applied thought, sustained thought, rapture, happiness, and one-pointedness. And this quality of ekagata, one-pointedness, can also call upeka equanimity. So this upeka is found within the first jhana as well. And we exit from that state of jhana, and we contemplate the body, contemplate the body as empty. And this can give rise to great rapture and fullness of heart. And so the samadhi, we practice to cultivate it a lot and to have a lot of mindfulness in all the postures of sitting, standing, walking and lying down, to bring the mind to emptiness, to see the mind and body as empty. And this can give rise to rapture throughout the entire day. So we practice this, we have perseverance. This is something that we should do. And then sila, samadhi, and panya gather together, then we can understand the Dhamma clearly. We understand the Dhamma clearly according to the strength of our mind. And when we see clearly like this, then there's no eighth life, perhaps just three lifetimes left, or one lifetime, until the realization of our hardship. So in this lifetime, may you have effort, may you have diligence, may you have firm intent to do this a lot, practice this a lot. Because we have this very good opportunity in this life that we've met with the teachings of the Buddha, that we've met with this path that truly leads to the end of suffering. And whether we have a lot or little in the world, however much we have, we must separate from that. And so we practice so that we may separate from all the things we have. We separate with a mind that has Dhamma, a mind that has this fullness in the Dhamma, rapture in the Dhamma. 
we don't separate from the things of the world with a mind that's dry and unhappy. So may you do this, may you walk this path, may you all set your hearts on this.